<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where we simp for undertrained muscles. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. Since we covered butt stuff last week, uh, we thought we would spend some more time today talking about another undertrained muscle still in your legs, still very important, your calves. Mm. Now, they are very important, even though typically they're not a part of regular programming for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are necessary to be strong for many, many reasons. Um, and we are going to make you believers in calves by the end of this episode. So come drink this Kool-Aid, won't you? It's delicious. When we were trying to come up with a topic this week, I was like rambling in a voice note to Sadie. And I was like, oh my God, you know what we should do? Caps, dude when people are like how do y'all come up with podcast episodes it's like i don't know i was stoned and text sasha at three in the morning conscious thought or sasha (laughs) word vomited at me in a voice text while she was on her way home from work that's about it it's real scientific and sexy right welcome to media hello um so what is the calf everybody knows where it's located the calf muscles back part of your lower leg but i don't think a lot of people know this part of it. It's responsible for pulling your heel up to allow forward movement while walking, running, and jumping, but it's actually comprised of two muscles. The gastros... Oh, Gastronemius. I looked you. it up before we came it's in. It's the C in there. <laughs> yep, it's silent. That throws you off. The C is silent. It's like couch. From That's from now Madison on, we'll ref- we'll refer to it as gastro. But the gastronemius yes. is a large calf uh, muscle forming the bulge that's visible beneath the skin. The gastro has two parts or heads that come together to create the diamond shape. Talk about things that you things that happen when you learn mostly from books and not from like lectures. You know all these fucking words and what they mean, but you have no idea how to pronounce them. No, I was like, how am I going to do this? And no. I know it was gonna, I knew I was going to fuck it up. It's the C. There is a C in there there randomly. I looked it up and I was just like, I'm going to double check this in dictionary.com, this shit. And that's how they pronounced it. So if we said it wrong, yell at the dictionary people, not at me. Right. Um, But anyway, the gastronemius and soleus muscles, they taper and merge at the base of your calf. So there's tough connective tissue at the bottom of your calf muscle that merges with the Achilles tendon. So I'm sitting here right now holding the back. Like I'm poking, I don't know, probably two to three inches above my my heel right now on the back of my leg. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard as fuck. Yeah, because that's where all those tendons are. When you fucking rip your Achilles tendon, that's not fun. Um, Why should you worry about training your calf muscles? Because your Achilles tendon likes it. And guess what hurts really bad when you tear it and is really, really painful to have repaired because it's really invasive and you can't fucking walk for a while. Your Achilles tendon. Mm -hmm. Tendons take a long time to heal. Yes, they do. Um, So that, that Achilles tendon inserts itself into the heel bone. It attaches the bottom of your foot. 
And so the gastrocnemius is mostly made up of type 2 fibers, which are fast twitch muscle fibers. It means that the muscle is important for powerful explosive movements like sprinting, jumping, and changing direction. All important things oh, if you changing are in direction again came up this an week. Athlete. Huh. Yeah, legs. Huh. It's almost like they drive your boat or something. Weird. Strange. They're your rudders. Huh. Um, the other smaller muscle is called the soleus. It's underneath the gastrocnemius and starts from your tibia and fibula rather than your femur. The soleus then joins to the gastrocnemius to become your Achilles tendon. And the soleus is mostly made up of type 1 fibers, so slow twitch fibers. This means that the soleus has better endurance, i.e. won't fatigue as fast and is there to support you. And if you didn't have your soleus, you would fall forward and eat shit. There would be no tension on the back of your leg from your foot to hold you up. So exactly. your, your foot would just literally fold over and you would, would fall go. flat on your face. Yes. Busted noses all around if you yes. don't have an Achilles tendon. Uh -huh. um, when we talk about training your calves, uh, it is something that I put in my programming for everybody. It doesn't matter what your fucking goal is. Mm -hmm. If you are one of my clients, guess what? You're doing calf raises at least once a week mm -hmm. for yeah. at least three of 20 sets. Yeah. Because guess what? Your calves are fucking important. And we're going to talk about more why they're important. And we're going to talk about how to make them stronger because everyone's like, okay, cool. Well, we're not, that's called burying the lead. Mm. Have to wait for that mm -hmm. part. That's the payoff. <laughs> but anyway, your calf muscles allow you to move forward. They observe, they absorb load with each impact, each planting of your foot, each jump, each everything. And they support the rest of your lower limb and your body. Now, increasing your calf strength allows you to do some really cool, powerful shit, like becoming faster, gain more endurance. If you're a runner, if you're any sort of endurance athlete, that's mm -hmm. good news. Ride a bike? Cool. You a rower? Awesome. Keep consistent running pace. When your muscles are used to being used in that capacity, they get used to being used in that capacity. <laughs> right. Like, it's not that complicated. Uh, they just get accustomed to doing what you do to them. You tell them what to do, and they're like, yeah, this is hard for a while, until they're like, oh, okay cool, let's do this. Right. And that's how your endurance happens. That's how you build stamina. That's how you do all of these things. Practice, repetition, mm -hmm. keep going. Um, Weird. And it helps you jump. They help you jump higher. They yeah. are, I mean, if you cock your, if you load your leg to do a, a straight up jump, like a vertical jump, you're going to see both of those muscles in your calf immediately tighten up to flex, to load and fucking propel you off the exactly. ground. Exactly. The other thing about having strong calves that's super underrated is the preventative injury properties that come along with having stronger calves. Yes. Stronger calves are going to help prevent calf tears and strains, sprained ankles, plantar fasciitis, Medial tibial stress syndrome, or shin, 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 shin splints, splints. Oh, which I suffer <laughs> from. Uh, patellofemoral pain, so knee, your t knee pain. Mm -hmm. um, tendinitis uh, of tendinopathies, but it's tendinitis of the ankle and foot. Same thing with the knee and stress fractures. Yeah, so let's specifically talk about ankles here. When you yes. talk about movements and you talk about weightlifting specifically, here's our first tangent of the day. This one's actually pertinent to weightlifting, though. Or so does it. it really count as a tangent? I don't know. That's don't for you so. to decide. It's my podcast. I do what I want. But anyway, <laughs> when you do a deadlift, you do a squat, you do a clean, you do a snatch, your ankle mobility is so fucking important. And people mm -hmm. don't realize that. People don't realize how much you need to have that range of motion in your ankles to get that A, full squat depth. Yes. The good pull on your deadlift. Mm -hmm. Um it, it, it makes your reps look better. It makes your reps feel better. Mm -hmm. If your squat feels weird and you're not getting as deep as you want, two things can be happening. Either you're not strong enough to move the weight or you might need to work on your ankle mobility. Yes. Now, there could be a litany of other fucking things that fall in between, but those are look usually the first. first two things that when someone's like, I can't move this the way I want to move it. And I'm like, well, is it too heavy? 
no, I can do that. I did it for reps for 12. And I'm like, okay, so it's not too heavy. Yeah. How is your ankle mobility? Because mm-hmm. it might be kind of lacking. And you know what helps stabilize your ankles? Your calf muscles. Ah! Hello. And there we tie it all back together. That's why you're here. <laughs> We're pros. Uh, some days I feel like it. Some <laughs> days I don't. But yeah, no, that's that's your ankle mobility is so fucking important in your lifting and in obviously in your running in yes. anything you do. Like as someone who my ankle mobility is funky. Um, my ankles are hypermobile to the point where it makes them weaker. You would think that more ankle mobility is a good thing, not when you can stand on the sides of your feet. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That means that you've twisted your ankles a lot Mm -hmm. and all those tendons and ligaments are all just like fucking stretched out. You know, those 40 year old pair of sweatpants that you've had in your closet forever that are so comfortable, even though the waistband just barely has the fabric around it. That's what my ankle tendons (laughs) and ligaments look like. It's a great analogy. Your fucking fried out underwear from 25 (laughs) years ago. (laughs) But calf raises are important because they're used as rehab for, for a bunch of injuries and this is something that I've been doing too because I've been rehabbing after surgery mm-hmm. I do a shitload of calf raises and calf stretches because guess what your calf attaches to the back of your knee it's mm-hmm. almost like your body is an interconnected system that works together what Whoa. Huh. Holy science crap. holy shit <laughs> like it's it's really important to make sure that you're doing these things especially if you're pushing your body in an athletic performance situation because it might be that you could have an achilles tear or a tendonitis and if you strengthen your calf muscles the chance of that happening again decreases greatly Mm -hmm. um you can really reduce the amount of stress on that tendon to help it heal um it works for me because i had work done on my kneecap um so we had to teach it kind of how to retract yeah. And the first thing that they would have me do is stretch out the, they'd put me on, um, they'd put my foot on a foot, like a foam roller and mm-hmm. I'd just let gravity stretch the joint. And then I would do calf stretches, hamstring stretches, and then I would do calf raises. And then mm-hmm. I would go on and do the rest of my stuff. Your calves stabilize your feet and your ankle. Mm-hmm. So like, that's your entire fucking foundation exactly. for your building. It's exactly. important. Your calves are kind of your cornerstone of your house. Yeah. Like that first brick that you lay down is super important. And that's kind of what your calves do. Exactly. Um, and then your entire lower body de- performance depends on the strength of your calf muscles. Mm-hmm. Are you having issues adding weight to your back squat? Experiencing muckle, m- muckle, <laughs> muckle, 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 muckle. I don't, I don't know what muckle is, but are you experiencing it? <laughs> we might want to train your calves. Are you experiencing muscle ache or spasms in your lower body after doing a little bit of cardio? Strengthen your calves. The yeah. calves actively stabilize the ankle, provide additional downward force application into the floor during squats and poles. You might have an energy leak if you're yes. having issues with these things. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, and that's okay. Like, that's why you learn how to do these things properly. That's why trainers and coaches exist. If you're having issues with these things, reach out to somebody that's actually qualified to teach you how to do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can figure shit out on your own. Other times, not so much. Like when it comes to something like this, if you're struggling, have somebody just break it down for you real quick and be like, all right, give me the TLDR. Show me this shit. Yeah. So exactly. They're also really good for your joints. Calves, your strong calves are great for your joints. Like I said, you, I'm trying to strengthen my calves again so that my knee heals better. Mm -hmm. um, stronger muscles will help absorb force and the loading that you place on your tissue, your bones, your tendons, etc. And some of us already are kind of predispositioned to have problems with Achilles tendon injuries yes. or calf strains due to lack of properly developed muscle coordination, previous injuries, eccentric strength to assist in force absorption during higher impact movements. Like there's a bunch of different things yes. that you want to try to eliminate just by keeping your shit tight. Exactly. Um, collapsing ankles and poor stability at, at the ankle joint due to lack of plantar flexion, mm -hmm. et cetera, can result in stability issues at the knee and hip, like we were just mentioning earlier, which over time may cause overuse injuries. So while we're talking about joints, have you cycled out your training shoes lately? Have you? Have because you? this is my mom shoes, moment right your now. Running shoes, any of it. Recently, somebody that we know pretty well, run, he runs a ton. He has a stress fracture in the arch of his foot. Do you know why? Because he didn't change he out his shoes. New shoes. It's really common, unfortunately, and I know nobody wants to throw down 160 bucks every 60 days for a new pair of socknees or whatever. But yeah. like. When that's what you're doing, that shit's really important. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. You know how I know when I need new shoes? The second I have any kind of even slight ankle pain, any even kind of slight knee pain, because it's not going to stop there. It's going to keep going mm -hmm. up and, and then it's going to end up in my hips. And I know at that point, I don't have the support I need from the shoe that I'm wearing to continue running in them. I can walk around in them. No big deal. They're good yard work shoes. Like For you don't sure. have to, you don't have to nuke them. You can still wear them in a chill capacity. You should not be strictly no. running in them at that point anymore. Nope. Um, nope. And you definitely should not be lifting weights in them. You shouldn't be lifting weights and running shoes in the first place, but right. we've covered that. As we digress. <laughs> we've argued with people on the internet about that a lot. So like, so when the foam on the outside compresses to the point where it looks like there's wrinkles on the bottom of your shoe, that's when you know it's time to get new ones. Mm -hmm. Cause people don't, they're like, well, how do I know when my shoes are bad? Is it when the tread's gone? No, no. the tread could still be really good. Yep. You're looking at the foam. I'm not on wearing the them right now, but my new balance, I've had them for about a year and I only trained in them for about half of the year, mm -hmm. but the wrinkle, there's a wrinkle in the it's if not, you're the, on it's not YouTube, the bottom sole, it's the outsole. It's, it's the squishy. It's, these, it's this yes, part. That so part. it's got wrinkles all along the heel. Which means and, that the foam has begun to compress and break down. Yes. So the last time I was running in them before I ordered these fancy schmancy shoes that I got here. <laughs> Your leopard shoes. Yeah. They're so cool. And they're the most comfortable. By Brooks, by the way. <laughs> not an endorsement. <laughs> we're, not we're not endorsed by them. Shit but Sasha actually really, uses. They're really, really, really great shoes. Um, honestly, very impressed. Um, but anyway, um, I did, I think I did six miles in them. And like midway through, I was like, well, this is not good. I need some new fucking shoes. Because <laughs> I started to it just makes the traction off a little bit when you're running mm -hmm. and you can feel it everywhere. But the second that you have, you're feeling any type of pain, again, those calf muscles, 
it's not, you're not getting the stability in your ankle, which is then connected to your calves, which is connected to the knee bone, which is connected to the hip bone. Yes. Which goes to your back, which goes to your neck, which can give you a giant fucking tension headache because your entire system is out of whack. But the other thing people also ask is like, where was I going to go with that? I just saw a fucking animal run through the yard and I lost it. God, ADHD is fun sometimes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Oh, so people, people will be just like, okay, so is my running form bad? Is it my form? My ankles and my knees hurt. And it's like, you're looking too far into it. Your form might be fine. You might just need new fucking shoes, bro. Yep. Like that might be all it is. If you're feeling shitty after a run, have you changed your shoes lately? Yeah. And if you, if you have recently, they're brand new still experiencing those issues before you start looking at stride length. Are you fucking stretching after you're done? Also that. Are you warming are you up mo- before you go? Yeah. Are you warming up and then are you doing mobi- mobility work when you're done? Because people think that even though running, like running can be a warm up for other exercises, sure. but when the only thing you're doing is running, you have to fucking warm up for that. Yes, you do. Well, it's just like anything else. Like if you're lifting, if you're doing whatever, you know what I do before I go on runs, I'm rolling my ankles out. Rolling my ankles out. First, and then I'm I doing, take a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yes, please do that because the <laughs> last thing you want- Because no one wants to come want, home with one sock. <laughs> that and like you don't want to be three miles in and you're like, oh my God, I have an emergency. And the only place I have to go is behind this roadside cone. Oh my God, like, that's my number one you know? phobia about running in the wild is that because every time I get on the treadmill to jog before yeah. I hurt myself, <laughs> we've been in here long enough that the lights shut themselves off. Yes. I'm leaving the chaos in this episode. I love it. I love it. You come for the chaos. We're leaving it. Anyway, so let's go back to your regularly scheduled programming about calves. Let's talk about some fun ways for you to train your calves. There is more to life than calf raises. Of course, it is the first thing we're going to mention because it is the easiest, most low-hanging fruit. Calf raises are accessible to everyone no matter what kind of equipment, setup, space you have. You can do fucking calf raises on your front step. Yeah. You, you can easy. literally just do them standing you on can, the floor. Yeah. Take your shoes off and do them without dropping your heel to the floor. You want yeah. like an eighth to a quarter inch that of tension. space. Yeah. You want to keep that tension in your foot and through your leg while you're doing it. So mm-hmm. don't put your heel on the floor. Mm-hmm. Bonus points for deficit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about like you can do standing deficit weighted. We're going to specifically mention seated calf raises. Why do we like seated calf raises? When you sit, your knees are bent and you're able to actually isolate your calves completely. This Mm -hmm. is why we like it because a, it's the most efficient way to train. You're getting the most bang for your buck and you're actually getting the best fucking version of this movement. Plus everyone has a seated calf raise machine at their gym. I feel right. Oh yeah. Everybody, everybody has a seated calf raise machine. They might look different, but there are iterations of them in your gym somewhere. I'm sure. Usually it looks like a, well, the first thing that popped in my mind was a dildo sticking the torture straight chair. up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where you drop your weights. <laughs> the sex machine chair. <laughs> but we like seated calf raises because the machine's easily racked and unracked, making yes. it perfect for rest or pause sets, tempo training, and generally training to failure, which are all great things to grow your calves. And we all endure, we endorse all of them here in yes. the Access Kitchen. Yes, a thousand percent. And another important friend of calf raises, especially when rehabilitating an Achilles injury, for example, is calf stretching. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on also stretching that shit out after performing your calf raises at the wall simply extend one leg straight behind you with your heel pressed into the ground keep both toes groups of toes so it's not gonna, just your two toes i hope you don't just look have two like toes. this if you're watching on youtube your foot's yeah. gonna be very flat and you're just gonna have that 
It's going to be like a 45 degree angle from your foot to the floor to the yes. leg. Yep. Um, and then you lean forward, stretching out the muscles you just worked in the calf raises. Yes. You could do farmer's walks on your toes. Mm. Um, now, when we talk about doing farmer's walks on your toes, mm. we want you to be very careful on the weight that you're using because mm -hmm. we're having you change the way that you plant yourself. So I want you to go lighter on these if you try them. Mm -hmm. um, you probably already know the benefits of a farmer walk for grip strength and your physical conditioning. They're great. But walking on your toes actually can turn this movement into a calf building behemoth. Mm -hmm. You keep your calves contracted under the load while walking and it improves the strength definition and because of the reduced basis support helps you with your balance. Yay. And everybody Beautiful. needs help with their balance. Seriously. Right? Sign to the girl that fucking falls over constantly. This next one might be my favorite. And I don't think that people think about the fact that you're mainly working your calves when you do this mm -hmm. jumping rope. Yep. A million boxers can't be wrong, no. right? Jump rope may not be the first exercise you think of for building your calf muscles, but it's super great. I mean, you whip out 200 singles. You're going to feel in your fucking calves. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Jumping rope is an ex excellent exercise to challenge the calf muscles while improving coordination and of obviously your conditioning. Um, being on your toes with the repeated plantar flexion of the calves puts the largest muscle under constant tension for better hypertrophy potential and endurance. Are you a running shoes or a, a CrossFit shoes jump roper? It really depends on what I had already been training that day. Oh, I'm super picky. I have to have my I have to have my CrossFit shoes on. I gotta have hard soles because it fucks with my. Oh, I yeah. I do Either it by way. sound. Oh, so I, yeah, I, see. I time it with the sound of my shoes, yeah. and if I don't get that like solid click on the floor, yeah. you're just gonna whip yourself in the legs. That mm -hmm. feels good. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Oh man. There's a reason I haven't mastered double unders yet because I don't like whipping myself right. no. in the back of the legs. Nope, nope. But I'm a fan of pain, but not like that sometimes. Get Eesh. a jump rope. They're yes. great. They're great and it's they're cheap. It's also great conditioning. Super in cheap. Doing two things at one time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, jump roping and shadow boxing are two of those mm. workouts that you look at them and they look super simple, but they're really deceiving because they require a lot of endurance and you'll peter out really fucking quick. Oh, for sure. Um, sled drags. Sled mm. drags are another really great movement. If you have them available to you, you should think about doing. Many calf raise variations are going to have you isolating your calf muscles to build and strengthen them, but the sled drag is not one of them. Um, it's going to use your calves in unison with your quads and your hamstrings, i.e. your entire leg. Um, and it's a functional way to train your calves so that you force them to work in a way that mimics more realistic movements that you use daily, mm. pushing, pulling. We're big fans of pushing and pulling because if you're an athlete or just a general human that exists in life, you push and pull every day. Mm -hmm. Like that's the root of all of our movements. Push the door, pull the door, yeah. boom, there you go. It's just that fucking easy. And so seated calf raises are great which is why they're at the beginning of this list. But when are you ever going to do that movement outside the gym? Right. You're not. Odds are probably never. Yeah. So be more useful in real life and do sled drags. And finally on our list to round it out, clean pulls. These are for the more experienced folks. Yes, this is not an introductory movement. I mean, you can do clean pulls with a PVC pipe if you're new and you want to try them out, but please do not attempt to do them with a barbell until someone has taught you how to do them properly. Yes, um, there's nothing wrong with doing clean pulls. There's just a lot of things that can go wrong if mm -hmm. you don't know exactly what you're doing. So being injured sucks um, and we don't want you to do that. No. Anyway, the clean pull is a full body exercise that also trains the calf muscle at the end of the movement. So this is called a triple extension, which is an extension at the hips, knees, 
and ankles. All right, I'm going to stand and you're not going to be able to see it, but this when so you're going to see the top half of it, but when you're doing your lift and you're at triple extension, that is when you are at this point. You're shrugging. You're, you're shrugging. You're getting, you're getting ready to shrug the barbell and you're getting ready to drop under it. So triple extension, you're on your toes. Your ankles are activated. Your your calves are definitely activated. Your knees are fully extended. You've got all that pressure or all that, not pressure, but all that tension, tension coming up through your knees, through your quads, through your hamstrings, into your ass, at your hips. And you're also like straight as fuck mm-hmm. through your core. Like you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's what triple extension is if you don't know. Yes. Um, so the calf muscle works as part of a unit to pull the loaded barwell, barbell, barwell, a Markle, I don't know what the hell's barwell. happening. Barwell, uh, nuclear vessel. <laughs> loaded barbell to hip height. Um, the beauty of this exercise is that the calf muscles are under more load and the powerful nature of the clean pull trains fast twitch muscles of the calves for better strength and uh, muscle potential. Clean pulls will things. make you strong as fuck. Yes, yes they will. If you get to the point where you can clean and jerk a barbell, mm-hmm. like if you can do that for reps, you will get very strong very quickly. And like full body too, yeah. because every part of your body is interacting in that pole. You want big traps, clean poles. Oh yeah. Gosh. <laughs> when I was, when I was Dude. strictly doing Ollie lifting, oh like my, my, my traps were, my traps have never been kiss. so big before and I yeah. loved it. And they're still, I mean, they're still, they're still there. Kind of. These are stress but... traps. What I got going on right now. Cause I'm constantly shrugging. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, we talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK, and we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself. Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, and BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, you can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those um, waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, We've talked about that before too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to um, and talk through some things. It's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com. That's H-E-L-P slash M-T-K. Um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash MTK. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P.com slash MTK and get 10% off of your first month today. Get you better ergo set up at your desk. <laughs> I stand all day. <laughs> I know, but you're still struggling. I'm going to get you one of those fucking... Posture thing. I'm shrugging because I'm so stressed out. I just 
bottle it up right in those shoulders. They're great. I'll take a picture and post it on the Instagram. I'm going to get you a heavy bag for your office <laughs> so that you can just get that out. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> can we put that in a drop ceiling? <laughs> oh, oh, maybe. Maybe there's a steel beam up there we could plug it into. Who we'll knows? try it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, be fucking nice to each other. Jesus Christ. Yes. Please. And like, dude, I'm so fucking sick of toxic positive people on the internet. You're allowed what? to have bad days. God. If, if all people have to say to each other are these hollow platitudes that you would hear some fake ass person tell someone else at church you can see right through that shit Mm, mm. like dude i'm so sick of it fuck the toxic positivity you can have bad days you can still critique people you can still feel ways about stuff and not be a toxic person you know what's toxic manipulating people you know what's toxic making people feel bad about themselves you know what's toxic talking shit about other people that's fucking toxic toxicity is not calling out bullshit when you see it yeah and the and the Here's the end tangent of the episode. Fuck. Uh, it, it Man, does, I got opinions about this. It's just, it's. I think it's a little infuriating and frustrating to me, especially lately seeing all this shit because it's like, fuck, man. <laughs> One, life isn't fucking perfect. There's going to be shit. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be things that are happy. There's going to be things that, that are sad. There are going to be things that are absolutely 100% out of your fucking control. And the mm-hmm. only thing you can do is fucking watch. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. You can be nice to other people. You can be supportive of other people. And you can also just listen when they're having a bad fucking day. Yep. It's fucking normal and part of being a human. Yeah. To have shit not be great all the time. So like, fuck out of here. Yeah. If you're toxic positive, suck all the dicks and not in a fun way. I hope you choke on one. Yeah. Mija Test Kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.